0: To the KC City Church audio podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Guys, we, we just want to thank you and the worship team for, for leading us this morning, Lord. We are so, so blessed to be able to really come and be able to worship you this morning. We thank you that in that stillness, you lift us up. You always lift us up, Lord. And we really want to thank you indeed that you are our strength. You are our strength. Now, are you ready to listen? Are you ready to look? And are you ready to learn from the Bible this morning? Well, we... Oh, there you go. We are ready. We are ready. Captain Eric, we are ready. So, how about you coming on and giving us that amazing word that you have? Lord bless you. And, folks, let's engage this morning. Amen. Amen.
1: Hi, boys and girls. Are you ready to listen? Are you ready to look? Are you ready to learn from God's wonderful book? Hi, boys and girls. How are you handling things at the moment? Do you like my friend? He's very handsome. He's been learning to do uh, handsprings. He's also learning to be doing handstands. <laughs> He's been trying not to fly off the handle. He's definitely trying not to be underhanded and he doesn't ever want to be overhanded. He wants to know how to handle things just right. And we're gonna hear about how God can handle absolutely anything and that how God has the whole world in his hands. Hey, what's that? What are you saying? Some of them are still in their pyjamas. Well, that's okay, they're at home. You can be in their pyjamas. He wants to know, did you have a good Easter? He said he loves Easter. His favorite thing at Easter was Palm Sunday. (laughs) Well, we better get going. You are in the middle of a great story. Many years from now, they're going to be talking about this time and how you handled what went on in Australia. The Bible is full of stories how God helped people handle things. If you're not handling things at the moment, then you don't know how much God loves you. Every story starts with good things, goes to bad things and moves to better things. And we're going to learn some wonderful ways that we can use our hands. Some hand games, some hand crafts, some hand lessons on how to handle things. God says he's got the whole world in his hands. He says during this time, he never forgets you. He's written you in the palm of his hands. And your life is a wonderful story. One day, a teacher of the law asked Jesus how to handle life and how to be able to have eternal life. That's life that's so good it goes on forever and ever. He said to Jesus, Great teacher, I want to know something. What what is the most important thing to do so you can have eternal life? Well, Jesus said to him, What do you think? Being a very clever man and knowing the law very well, he said, well, 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 well. What I think is you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. And I think the other thing you should do is love your neighbor as you love yourself. Jesus said, this is a very good answer. Just go and do that. But the man wanted to justify himself in front of everybody and make himself look a little bit more important. And so he said, wait, 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 who is my neighbor? And Jesus told him this story. So a man was trying to handle life by having as much fun as he could with his pockets jingle jangle jingling full of money. He was thinking to himself he could handle anything. He was healthy, he was happy. When something turned up that he couldn't handle, a robber, the robber said, Give me all your money or I'll punch your head so far down you'll have to undo your fly to blow your nose. (gasps) He was terrified. He couldn't handle this. He quickly gave him all of his money. (laughs) Now I want all of your clothes. All of them. Oh, please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. And he took off all of his clothes, his beautiful shiny jacket. But then the robber said, Ha ha, ha ha, I think I'll just beat you up anyway. Blah, 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 blah. It was absolutely terrible. He left that man broken and beaten on the side of the road. Oh, and while he was there, broken and beaten, he started to have terrifying visions of himself dying and just being a skeleton on the side of the road. You know how much a skeleton weighs? A skeleton. Do you see this skeleton? He went to a dance, but there was no body to dance with. And he didn't have the guts. Well, while he was lying there, he called out to God, um, uh, uh, uh. he couldn't even use words. When lo and behold, who should come down the road but his very own neighbor? When his neighbor saw him on the side of the road, he couldn't handle it and he quickly went to the other side and left him there. Not long later, Who should come down the road? But somebody from his church. Umune, udomune, I'm going to church to pray. Oh, I can't handle what I'm looking at today. I think I'll go the other way. Things were getting worse and worse and worse. Just when he thought things couldn't get any worse, his worst enemy turned up. A Samaritan, a man he wouldn't even let into his own shop, a man who he wouldn't even walk on the same street with. When the Samaritan saw him on the road, he got off his donkey, went over and leant down and gave him a hand. He held his hand. He gave him medicine, he gave him food, he gave him everything he needed. Then he gently picked him up and he put him on his donkey and he didn't take him back to his town where everybody loved the Samaritan. He took him all the way down to Jerusalem to an innkeeper. And he said to the innkeeper, here, take this sick man. And I will pay anything that's needed to look after him. And when I come back, if you still need more money, I'll give that to you too. Whatever I can do to give him a hand. Did you like that story? You might have heard that story before, but I always get something new out of that story. And I work with boys and girls who've had horrible things happen to them. And I'd like to just point out a couple of things that uh, Pastor Graham Can told me, who's worked with lots of people who've been through lots of traumas and lots of difficult times. Pastor Graham Can said, the amazing thing about that story was that the Samaritan didn't say anything to the man who'd beaten beaten up and robbed but he helped him by giving him a hand by being practical and that was giving life to the man and helping him handle the situation now when we are In a horrible situation, something happens to our beautiful brain. If you put your hands together like that, that's approximately the size of your brain. Your brain uses up 20% of your energy, 20% of your oxygen. It's quite small, but it takes a lot of energy and it's a very powerful and important thing. The trouble with our brain is when bad things happen, some parts of our brain stop working. So if I open up my special brain here, this green part of the brain at the front of our brain here, this is a part called our big, clever reasoning brain. Underneath that is a thing called our feeling brain, our emotional brain. And underneath that is a part of our brain called the survival brain. Now, when people are trying to survive, they don't use some of the other parts of their brain. And it makes them hard to make good decisions. I have a special trick here. It's my pom-pom trick. I've got a yellow and blue pom-pom on this side, and I've got a green and red pom-pom on this side. This pom-pom's got a short string because it's just trying to survive. It can't do very much, It's on a short string. It's not thinking very well. It's having trouble. Sometimes when we do things at home, it can be very annoying to other people and being annoying to other people can make them become a short string. And they might... Make somebody else become a short string. You see, we don't think very well when we're upset and we're especially not very kind when we're upset. But what we do know when we have to live together and things are a little bit difficult is that we have what's known as invisible strings between us. Invisible strings. That means what I do affects you and what you do affects me. Number one is to remind myself it's never okay to hurt anyone. Number two is to take some deep breaths. Now I like to use my hands when I'm taking deep breaths. I get my hand like this, I get my finger, and as my finger goes up, I breathe in, And then as my finger goes down, I breathe out. So I breathe in, but I hold at the top. So I go like this. And when I get to the end, I breathe out as much as I can. Now, if you do that, your heart will calm down. Sometimes you might do that a couple of times. Sometimes you might like to do that while you're walking. Sometimes you might like to do that while you're lying down in bed and you can feel your hand raise up on your tummy as you breathe in and go down. It will make you feel lighter. It will make you feel happier and it will turn your brain back on. The third thing is, I like to use my words to tell what's going on. To tell my mummy, to tell my daddy, to tell my brother, to tell my sister how I'm feeling. It's nice to use your words. If you don't know what the words are, you might say, my tummy feels tight. I feel hot. My muscles feel like they're all sprung up like a spring. Use your words, because once you use your words, that will help calm down your feelings. Number four is to ask for help. We all need help. The man on the road needed help. The innkeeper needed help. Samaritan needed help. The lawyer needed help. Even Jesus asked for help. And so we should always ask for help when we're not coping. And the final thing is to take time to calm down, which brings us to our other hand. Maybe I'll get a different color for this end. How about I get this color here? There's five really simple things to remember. Number one is, God always loves me. Number two is, am I loving? Number three, God always forgives me. Number four is, am I forgiving others? Number five is, it's not just me, it's we. We're in this together. A hand needs all its fingers. A family needs all its members. A church needs all its people. The school needs all of you and everybody's missing you at the moment. We all need each other. A hand can only hang on to things with everybody working together. So I need to be loved but I also need to love others. I need to be forgiven, but I also need to forgive others. Everybody's needed together. Uh, Can I just tell you something? If you close one eye and hold up your thumb and put it in front of your open eye, you could block my big head out just with your thumb. Something little, can become something very big if we don't help each other. It's a wonderful time for connection, times of isolation. Included in this talk today are some links. One is to a cartoon about Corrie Tamboon called The Hiding Place, a time of intense suffering for the Dutch people and how Corey, through her faith, was able to protect, keep and care for the Jewish people who were being persecuted, uh, but also the vulnerable. Has she recovered from that situation through love and forgiveness? It's a very inspiring story. It might be a little bit scary for uh, toddlers, but it's certainly fine for grades three to grade six. The other thing I'd like to point out is that um, there's a, lovely little link here that shows you um, all the little hand activities that you can do, such as uh, here is the church, here is the steeple, open the doors, and here are the people. The little craft activities that we have, all involve using your hands. Some of the classic games are like thumb wars, one, two, three, four, I declare a thumb war with your children. Being gentle, of course, where well, you've got to try and hold them down for hockey one, hockey two, hockey three. The reason why these contact games are important and why games themselves are important is that games help form a routine and games help form connection and games help. Form social skills. And also, children communicate to uh, one another and to us through their games we often see that children who are very stressed like tactile games for instance painting with shaving cream that's been colored with food dye the other thing that children enjoy when they're slightly stressed are hide and seek games where they're able to uh, feel their fear but play with their fear now it sounds funny but even Monster games, my son-in-law, his mum used to dress up as a ghost with tongs with a big sheet and run through the house saying, where are you? I'm going to find you. The children always remember that as being both scary but incredibly fun. And the reason is it helps us to be able to see that it's okay to feel fear, But we can also have some fun with our fear. The place in our brain that experiences fear, the amygdala, is also a place in our brain that allows for excitement and adventure as well. So... By having games and by having routine, we help the children to be able to explore their feelings, to express their feelings, and to be able to transform their feelings into a new experience. That's why stories are really, really important. Setting up a routine is really important. Touch is really important. The largest organ you have in your body is your skin. It does need touch in order for it to be able to release some of its tension and also to be able to release some of its joy chemicals, some of its endorphins. Uh, some of it's oxytocin, which is the love connection chemical. And some of what's called dopamine, which is the um, the chemical that's used for when we're looking forward to doing something, but we're not doing it yet. King Philip II was a very evil man. He enjoyed experimenting on people, including children. He had uh, 50 babies separated from their parents. They were allowed to be fed. They were allowed to be given everything they needed, but they weren't allowed to be touched. And every one of those 50 babies didn't survive. So touch is a very important. That's why uh, holding hands does something wonderful when we're saying prayers. If your heart rate is low and your child's heart rate is high, by holding hands and praying together, their heart rate will calm down And yours will come up a little bit, but you'll even out between one another. It's a wonderful thing, touch. Uh, It expresses emotions without using words. If your children are involved with uh, constructive games, it means that they're ready for all sorts of learning activities to be able to um, explore more. Also, imagination games are a larger part of our brain is used in imagination games. And what we know with stories, with music, and with movement, that these things combined help calm children, help comfort children, help activate them, and turn a stressful situation into a calmer situation. So sometimes children don't need a lecture. What they need are good games. What they need is some movement, some dancing. What they need is some music and singing. And that's why in the scriptures that we see in every stressful situation that any saint went through, or that anyone even from the Old Testament, that they turn to psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. It's comforting for the whole body, comforting for the whole brain. So remember... God has written you in the palm of his hands. He will never forget you. God is at hand. God loves to help you during this hard time. And a hard time can be turned into a happy time. Do you know, Corey Ten said, we don't have to fear the future when we know the God whose hands it's in. During this COVID time, uh, Chips has been giving out hundreds of home show bags. They're activity bags with all sorts of craft and uh, activities to help calm down and help children to get along with each other and with their families. And I would like to share briefly what a miracle this has been. Last year, towards the end of the year, one of our wonderful volunteers said, Captain Eric, would you like to have 7,000 colored pencils? Would you like to have 3,000 Elmer glues? Would you like to have hundreds and hundreds of highlighters? Would you like to have something like 48,000 pens, and I thought, what am I gonna do with all of that? We see boys and girls every day and every week and camp, but that's a lot of lot of stuff. But we said, thank you very much. We'll take that and see, maybe we'll give it away to boys and girls overseas. Well, all of a sudden this happened, which God knew, and we've been able to use all the materials. Let me show you some of the things that we give in these wonderful. Uh, Colorific has provided all sorts of paper craft like family trees, design your own t-shirt, your own room signs. We've been given special games like the M&M asking questions game. So for every colored M&M you eat, there's a special question to ask to help share feelings and thoughts. We've been given Elmer's glue, which is non-toxic and washable and can be turned into slime for uh, interactive calm down games with slime. We've been given highlighters of beautiful, bright colours, and we've also been given Sharpie pens that can be used for making your own special message rocks and special activities, designing your own T-shirts and writing special cards and caring for one another some of the packs also contain chalk that's specially made for doing on pavements and outside and each of them has wonderful coloring in activities and it's also got sheets on the how to calm down and how to deal with big emotions. So we really thank God for his provision and all the volunteers that have been helping us both put these bags together and distribute them but there's been such a wonderful response that when people donate to us now we help to give those out. On top of that there's a couple of little magic tricks like this one here it's a special dragon that when you cut him out and fold him he becomes a dragon that can watch you going around the room and it reminds you to watch out for getting angry and not let fire come out of your mouth just before your words pass your teeth taste them to see if they're bitter or sweet I love the way that Corey Ten Boom would say in her books The Hiding Place not to hang on to hurts because you're only hurting yourself to let them go into God because no matter how deep a pit is, it's never too deep for God's love. So uh, if it's been uh, your birthday today, happy birthday to you. Don't forget everybody to wash your hands and uh, when you wash your hands to sing the happy birthday song so that you can remember that you've washed your hands properly to take care of your hands. You're in God's good hands. One other thing I'd like to say is that if you've got lots of time on your hands, then it's time for you to have a go at something new, like juggling or an instrument or something that's always interested you because you can't get time back and it's very, very precious. Do you know if you spend just 10 minutes a day on your favorite subject in two and a half years, you can become a world expert on that? That's pretty cool, isn't it? So just by spending a little bit of time the time that's on your hands. Happy birthday to you. God is with you. He says, let your light shine. Nothing can blow out the love of God. Nothing you do can ever stop him loving you. You're in God's hands. God's engraved you on his hands. I hope you enjoy the games and activities. And I've really enjoyed being with you. See ya! <laughs> <laughs>